0: I was targeted and trafficked in America.
1: Real life starts now. This is real life radio show. With on leg.
0: I felt alone, I felt lost, I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous
1: life. Real people.
0: I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my
1: dad, if you try to take these drugs, I am gonna kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, Onlay.
2: Hi, this is Evangelist Onlay, An and you're listening to the real life radio show. Today we're going to talk about human trafficking in America. Now, what is human trafficking? Human trafficking involves a use of force, fraud, coercion to obtain some type of labor or commercial sex act from victims. And the people who are these perpetrators are called traffickers. And today we have Christina Glackin, who has experienced this horrible reality of what human trafficking does to an individual. Christina, welcome to our show. Thank you. Yeah, Christina, I am so glad that you're joining us today. And I think we're all going to learn a lot because you know a lot about human trafficking. What are some things you can really tell us about human trafficking that occurs you know, even in our country here in America.
0: One of the large things that I think is important to realize is that trafficking looks different in every scenario. Mm. Victims look different in every scenario. And we have this premeditated idea as to what a trafficking victim's experience is. Mm. We have this picture of chains and handcuffs in someone's damp basement. And that is just not the reality. The chains tend to be mental, And Mm. in our country, obviously, we don't have traffickers filling out tax forms, so we can't track exactly what the statistics are, but hundreds of thousands of Americans every year are trafficked.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Yes. It's about 80% more than foreigners that are trafficked in America. And I heard the statistic that only roughly 2% of victims of trafficking end up surviving.
2: So this is not just something that happens in other countries. This is something that's happening right here. So you were born in America, right, Christina? I was. And this actually happened to you. Tell us what happened basically in your life where you found yourself in this situation.
0: Yeah. So those who are prime targets for traffickers tend to have risk factors. Kind of like with anything else in life, health-related and that sort of thing, there are risk factors that make you more susceptible. For me, I had multiple vulnerabilities, everything from having been in foster care, a prior runaway, drug addiction in the home, Uh those sort of things, and it made me an easy target. I was actually just at the mall one day when this man approached me, and I gave him my phone number. And he just kind of tried to befriend me from that point forward. There wasn't some flashing red sign. He wasn't wearing some purple suit with cheetah print. You know, (laughs) he was just a regular guy.
2: So he wasn't like this super rich, you know, business looking guy or super professional guy. He just looked like a normal guy.
0: T-shirt and jeans.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, when you're talking with him, who did you think you were talking to?
0: Honestly, because I wasn't very attracted to him, I thought he was just the man that I could maybe have take me out to dinner or buy me alcohol because I was underage or marijuana. Mm. You know, I thought that it was someone that I was going to have the upper hand on, in all honesty. Wow. Yeah. He never even tried to sleep with me.
2: Wow. So basically, you're feeling like you're in control. But when he saw you, what was it that he knew that you were vulnerable to this type of thing? How did he know?
0: It was pretty apparent that I was trying to get the attention of a man. You know, Mm. I wasn't wearing the most scandalous thing I could be wearing, but I think the way I carried myself. And as time went on, he knew that I was living alone in Las Vegas. He knew that I had a rough childhood. I opened up to him about the hard things I went through in life and he just continued to gain my trust. Mm. And I think that he could just tell it was about a three week period of time that he spent, you know, Grooming me.
2: Interesting. So, as you told me before, this recruiter, you know, he would get you to trust him. And at the same time, he would cause you to distrust or build distrust towards other people in your life. Can you tell us
0: about that? Yeah. So, it was kind of a two birds with one stone type of thing. He gained my trust by affirming how I felt towards my family members, the people who did me wrong growing up and it really continued to just kind of fuel that fire of disconnect between myself and my family members, especially my mother. And wow. even though I had the childhood I had at that point, I was still talking to my mom every single day, but he definitely by way of gaining my trust was causing me to turn my back more and more on the people in my life.
2: So, I mean, here he is, he's just talking, he seems like just a nice guy, but in the midst, he's learning everything about you. And, you know, when you're like, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. my my mom said this the other day, and it's almost like he kind of manipulated and was like, yeah, you know, I understand that your mom must not be, or, you know, your friends, it must be like this. And it's almost like he was trying to isolate you. Is that right?
0: Absolutely. And he knew that it wouldn't be a challenging task when all of my family lived out of state. Wow. He knew that if he could cause me to isolate even more as far as communication goes, then he could at least gain my trust enough to get me in a position to where no one knew where I was.
2: Wow. So he did something to get you out of that area and to lure you to a different spot. Mm -hmm. What happened on that day? He mentioned something that really interested you.
0: Yeah. So he was well aware that I wanted to be partying. I wanted to be drinking. I wanted to be seen. And then I had a history of using fake IDs, but Hmm. none of them had my picture on it. He had told me that there was a concert in LA, which was about a four hour drive. And for this concert, I was going to need a fake ID. And he knew someone that could get me a fake ID with my actual picture on it. I was far less interested in the concert and incredibly interested in getting this fake ID because that was going to be a game changer for me.
2: Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so he's like, hey, hey, Christian, I can like help you out here. I can hook you up. So what happens?
0: So we drove to LA in my car. I had two days off of work and I figured I'd be back in time to get back to work. And I didn't tell anyone where I was going.
2: Oh man.
0: Yeah. It was a game changer, but for all the wrong reasons.
2: So here you are, you're thinking you're going to a concert. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when did you realize that something was wrong?
0: When we got to L.A., we went to this apartment that had a bunch of different people there. And I was made to believe that we were all waiting to go to this concert together. But so much time kept passing and everyone was smoking marijuana and I smoked marijuana too. And I started to feel paranoid and I thought, well, it's because Mm -hmm. I don't know these people and they're much older than me. And so when I felt this heaviness, I thought it was circumstantial. The fact that I was smoking marijuana, the fact that there were these people I didn't know and they were older and I was in a different state. I had no idea what was going to happen next. What happened? Well, I started to get let's just say very verbal about my frustration towards him that we were still there. And so he had this girl come over and talk with me and she kind of befriended me. And she told me that we should go take our purses down to my car and that there were more people coming. And I thought that these people would potentially steal from me. And I just remember her saying, make sure your cell phone's in your purse. Mm. And so we went downstairs and we went to my car and she got in the back seat and I was in the front passenger seat. And she took my purse and her purse in the back seat. And I was sitting there talking with her. The entire time I was talking with her, I was complaining about the fact that we weren't at this concert yet. And then my supposed friend came downstairs and opened the driver's side of my car. Before I even realized that anything was off, I was starting to basically cuss him out. You know, why aren't we at this concert? It's been so long. What's going on? And as I was doing that, he held a gun to my head.
2: Oh, my gosh. Wow. So let's stop there. We're going to talk more about this on our next show, about how this process happened, and it led to a horrible nightmare for Christina. Thank you so much, Christina.
0: Thank you for having me.
2: And we'll be right back for more.
1: Real Life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and are Awakening the Nation's Monthly Giving Partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. More real life starts now.
2: Hey, welcome back to our show. This is a pretty heavy topic. As we're talking about somebody who was manipulated, coerced, and tricked by someone who was actually planning to do that. And I think a lot of times when we're going about life, and especially if you're one who like loves people, maybe you grew up in a way where your parents say, hey, you need to be careful. Yeah, 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 whatever. I'll be fine. We all need to hear this truth as we're hearing this story, that we do need to be careful. There are people out there who are scouting and looking for ways to manipulate you and to take advantage of you. It is a sad reality. And what does the Bible say about that? It says in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, and I'm going to say some of it. It says, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to Him. One, it's a proud look, a lying tongue hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. And I wanted to focus on that the story you just heard is someone who's utilizing a lying tongue, literal hands that are looking to shed innocent blood, a heart that is basically devising evil, wicked plans. That there is this agenda that is out there to take advantage of those who are not aware of it. So if you're listening under the sound of my breath, understand that we need to gain wisdom. The book of Proverbs always says, gain wisdom, gain understanding. Understand that there is evil and it is seeking you out in this world. But not to be afraid. But to realize we need to be wise, we need to know when to not associate, we need to know when to say, wait, wait, this is going the wrong direction, so that we don't become victims, as you're going to hear in the rest of our shows, where Christina Glackin actually goes through human trafficking right here in the United States of America. And I just wanted to pray for that person who, maybe you're raising a child, and you know, I'll be honest with you, I can relate to you, I was that child who just thought, everything's roses, everything's good, nothing's going to hurt me, nothing's going to touch me, not realizing that there's a whole world ready to take advantage. And not to be fearful, but to still love despite that. So, Father God, I pray right now, I pray that you would impart wisdom to my friend who's listening. I pray that you would impart wisdom to me, to my children, your children, right now, in the name of Jesus, our God, for supernatural wisdom, to keep young people away from those who are trying to take advantage of them and i'm praying father god that you would bring justice we ask for this in jesus
1: mighty name i hope you were blessed by the show and i know you are touched if you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show go to awakeningthenations.com and click guest audition on the top menu see you next time